Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. If you would take your Bibles and turn to John chapter number one this morning, John chapter number one, and uh, if you're able to this morning, would you please stand for the reading of God's word? John chapter number one, and we're going to look at verse number 32. John chapter number one and verse number 32. The Bible says, I got to get there first before I know what the Bible says, amen? John chapter number one and verse number 32. The Bible says this, and John bare record saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same as he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Again, the next day after John stood and two of his disciples and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following and saith unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say being interpreted master, where dwellest thou? He saith unto them, come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon, and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus, and when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah, thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. I want to preach on this subject this morning, the life changer. The life changer. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We're so thankful for this precious word that we have. God, we're thankful that we've had the opportunity to come to your house, to pray, Lord, to meet together, to grow together as disciples of Jesus Christ. God, to sing these songs that are, Lord, all about you and uplifting you. And Lord, we're so thankful for who you are in our lives. God, I pray that as the Holy Spirit is already beginning to move here, at Fellowship Baptist Church, that it would not stop, but Lord, that you would continue to move in a mighty way. That God, through your word, you would speak to us, that through your word, we would see today that you truly are the life giver, that you are the life changer. Lord, if there's someone here today that that is seeking for answers, that is looking to fill a void within their heart, that does not know you as their personal Savior, that today would be the day of their salvation. And God, I pray that those that, have, that are here today that have already believed that God today, they would also see that Jesus, when we follow him, he changes our life. Lord, would you help us? God, we need you. I need you this morning. I pray that you would fill me with your spirit, that you would give me the words to say this morning. And that, Father, when we leave today, that we would leave differently than when we came in this morning. We love you, Father. We're so thankful for you. In your precious name, I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Who in here has ever heard the phrase, it will change your life? 
All right, you ever heard that? Uh, it's, a, it's a phrase that really kind of goes around now. It's, I mean, they'll talk about silly things like a candy bar, right? This new candy bar, you got to try it. It's going to change your life, right? Or, or this new restaurant that, that, that they just opened up down the street, you got to try uh, their, their chimichangas. It's going to change your life, right? Or, or whatever the case may be, we hear this, this phrase, and yes, those things might be good, but it's not necessarily really going to change anything about your life. But we see here in this passage of Scripture a man by the name of John the Baptist who is, who is going around and he's preaching about Jesus and he's letting everyone know that if you decide to follow him, he will change your life. That he is the life changer. And this man that he is talking about is the man by the name of Jesus. Amen? And Jesus today can truly change your life. He will. He wants to. He desires to do that in your life. And, and we see uh, some men here in the Bible in, in verse number 35. There were these two disciples that were with John the Baptist. These two individuals want and desire to know more about Jesus. This one that John the Baptist is saying is the Lamb of God. He is the light of the world. He, he desires, and these two men desire to know more about him. And if we're looking for, let me say this. Why, why did they desire to see him? Because they were looking for something. They were looking for a life change. They were looking for peace. They were looking for hope. And they were told that that was found in Jesus. And let me tell you this morning, all of that is found in Jesus. Amen. And so we find here in this passage of Scripture, if you are looking for peace, if you are looking for a new life, if you are looking for a brand new start, if you're looking for a changed life, then Jesus is the answer this morning to all of those questions. He is truly the life changer. And I want us to look at this passage of Scripture, and I want us to, to point out three different things. Number one, we see the claim. Number one, we see the claim in this passage of Scripture. Look at verse number 35 and verse number 36. Again, the next day after John stood and two of his disciples and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. We find in verse number 29, look at that. This is John the Baptist speaking. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. This is a simple statement that John the Baptist makes, but it is filled with meaning. He says he calls Jesus the Lamb of God. Understand that that word, the, is simply telling us that he is the one and the only, amen, Lamb of God. He is the one and only Lamb of God. You understand today, we, have, we all have a problem. You're saying, what, what are you talking about? You don't know me, right? No, we all have a problem. That problem is sin. We all have a sin problem this morning, the Bible says, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. The Bible says, for all have sinned and, and come short of the glory of God. We have a problem, and that problem is sin. And Jesus, the Lamb of God, is the only solution to our problem. Our problem is complicated by the fact that our sin is what is the very thing that separates us from God. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is what, church? Death. 
the wages, the, the penalty of our sin is to be eternally separated from God. And Jesus Christ is the only solution to that problem. The rest of that verse says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He is the answer. He is the life changer. The Bible says, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus said unto his disciples, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. We sit here today and we say, well, that sounds really narrow-minded. Listen, it's the truth. Jesus is the only way. It doesn't matter if you're a church member of, of a good biblical church. It doesn't matter if you put your money in the offering plate. It doesn't matter how many good works you do. We all fall short of the glory of God. And Jesus is the only answer. But he goes on to say, he is the Lamb of God. Now, when he's saying he is the Lamb of God, this claim uh, here pictures Jesus as a sacrificial lamb. If you're here today, maybe this is the first time you've read the Bible, you've heard the, the Bible, you've heard that Jesus is the Lamb of God, you might be thinking, well, what in the world? Why, I mean, why is he called a lamb? Why is he called, why is he called a, a sheep? Why is, he, why is he a lamb? In those days, the individuals that, that John was writing to knew exactly what he was talking about. Because in those days, it was a lamb that was offered as the first sacrifice in the Bible in Genesis chapter number four. It was a lamb that redeemed the children of Israel from their bondage in Egypt in the book of Exodus. It was a lamb that had been promised to Isaac as Abraham led him up into Mount Moriah and he was asking, How, who's going to provide us a lamb? Listen, countless lambs were sacrificed in Israel as sin offerings down through the centuries. But here's the thing, all of those other lambs were provided and supplied by men. But this lamb, Jesus Christ, was provided by God. Amen? And understand, as the only, he is the only sufficient sacrifice for the sin of the world today. When Jesus came into the world, he came for the sole purpose of going to the cross to be the substitutionary atonement for sin. That's why he came. The Bible says, for even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto you, but to minister and to give His life a ransom for many. Only His death, the death of the Lamb of God, can satisfy God. It's the only thing that can satisfy Him. The righteousness of Jesus Christ is the only thing that can satisfy Him. Jesus is the only one. Understand the Bible says this, herein is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us. Amen? Let me try that again. Not that we loved him, but that he loved us. Amen? The Bible says, but, but that he and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sin. Understand that his blood is what cleanses us from our sinful sinfulness. The Bible says, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Jesus is God's final answer to the question that Isaac asked many years ago on that mountain. Where is the lamb? Jesus is the lamb. Amen? 
Jesus is the Lamb of God. He is the only Lamb of God. So we find here a, a, a wonderful claim of John the Baptist. He says, I want to tell you about someone. His name's Jesus. He is the Lamb of God. Amen? The one and only sufficient Lamb of God. But not only that, we see, number two, the invitation. Number two, we see the invitation. Look at verse number 37. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Now, we must understand the context of this, this passage here in John chapter number one. These two men continually heard John the Baptist speak of this Jesus. They heard things like Jesus is the light of the world, amen? They heard things that Jesus was God in the flesh. They heard things that, that Jesus was, was someone so great that John the Baptist was not even worthy to tie his shoes. They heard things that Jesus was the Lamb of God. And so they've heard all of these, these things, and now they're given this direction concerning Jesus to follow him. I, I can only imagine this. To just, just try to paint this picture. John the Baptist is sitting there with his, with his two disciples, those that are following him, and they're sitting there, they're talking, and all of a sudden, Jesus begins to walk by. And, the, and John the Baptist goes and taps him on the shoulder. This guys, 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 look, it's Jesus. There he is. The one I've talked about for so many years, the one that I've prepared the way for, the one who is the Lamb of God. There he is, that's Jesus. Go follow him. Go follow him. So these disciples follow. It's, is it really him? Is that the Messiah? Is that the Christ? They follow him. But look at the verse number 38. Then Jesus turned and saw, saw them following and saith unto them, What seek ye? Jesus knows that these individuals are, are behind him and they're, they're following Jesus. And, and Jesus turns around to them. And he says, what, what are you looking for? What, what seek ye? Understand this question that Jesus is asking is not necessarily for his benefit, right? It's for their benefit. Because Jesus wants to know exactly what their motives were for wanting to follow him. Jesus wants to know, listen, these men were hungry for a relationship with God. This is very clear with the fact that they were following John the Baptist. They wanted a relationship. They wanted to know more, but Jesus wanted to know their motives behind it. Why are you really following me? What do you want to know? What is your motives for following me? Understand today, if they were looking for a leader who would have liberated the Jews from the Romans, then they were following the wrong man. If they were looking for, for someone to carry out all the traditions of Judaism and, and dead religion, then they were following the wrong man. But understand, if, if they were looking for new life, if they were looking for eternal life, if they were looking for salvation, if they were looking for peace, if they were looking for a hope, if they were looking for a, a brighter future, then they were following the right man. Why? Because these two men had no idea how their lives was about to change. They were about to meet the life changer. They were about, but Jesus wanted to know why. Why are you following me? What are you seeking after? Let me ask you the question this morning. What are you looking for? What are you looking for 
in your life today, understand if you're looking for someone who will make your life prosperous with the earthly things, then you're looking for the wrong person. If you're looking for someone uh, today, understand if you're looking for just a little bit of religion on Sunday to justify the way you live Monday through Saturday, you're looking at the wrong person. But listen, if you're looking for someone who will love you unconditionally, if you're looking for someone who will save you from your sins, if you're looking for someone who will give you eternal life, if you're looking for someone who will change your life for all of eternity, then Jesus is the one you're looking for. He's the one. He will change your life. We see an invitation here. But look look what, what, what else happens here. Verse number 38. Jesus says, what seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? He saith unto them, come and see. I love that. What, where do you live? What, where do you dwell? Jesus says, come and see. I invite you to come and see. You see, these men's response is, is very interesting. They say Rabbi, which, which means that they had a high respect for who Jesus was. They called him master. It was a, a term of, of respect. It's very clear that they held him in high regard. But they asked this question, where dwellest thou? They're asking, understand, they're asking more about where do you live? Because these men heard a lot about Jesus, but they wanted to know more of who he was. They desired to know who he truly was. They needed to talk to him some more. They had some questions for him. They needed to hear them, them tell exactly why he came to this earth. Jesus' response is very simple. He says, come and see. You understand that's the same invitation for all of us today. Jesus is saying, come and see. Come and see what I am all about. That invitation still stands today. Let me ask you the question. Have you trusted in Christ to be your Savior? Have you trusted in Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, to take away your sin? Have you responded to His invitation by faith for you to come and see? The Bible says in the Spirit and the Bride say, come and let him that heareth say, come and let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. That invitation is for everyone. Amen? Jesus died for the world. That invitation is for all. And if we come when he's calling, then the Bible says that you will be saved. All the Father that giveth me shall come to me. And in him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. You understand, it's one thing to hear about Jesus Christ, but it's one thing, a whole other thing altogether to know Him personally. Yes, we can hear about the love of God. We can hear about His mercy. We can hear about His grace and how awesome and how incredible He is, but it is so much greater to know who He is, to have a relationship with Him. You know, I'm thankful today that Paul 
received Jesus. I'm thankful that John did. I'm thankful that Peter did. I'm thankful that the rest of these men that are and women that are listed in the Bible did. And I rejoice for them to be saved. But I am so much greater today that I believed. Amen. I'm so much, so much more thankful today that Jesus said, come and see, Tyler, bro. Listen, and Jesus gives that invitation for you today. He is calling all of those who are lost to come to him for salvation. Understand today, he's calling those who have believed to decide to follow him. Amen? He's calling us to follow. Jesus desires us to follow him. That invitation is still given. So we see, first of all, the claim. He is the Lamb of God. We see the invitation. Jesus says, hey, just come and see. But then we see, lastly, the change. Lastly, the last thing we see about this life changer is the change. You see, when these two men met Jesus for themselves, their lives changed forever. And you know today, when you come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and you say, God, I want to follow you with my life, it will change your life too. We find here in this passage of Scripture, look at verse number 39. He saith unto them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. John tells us here that it is about the tenth hour, meaning that these, these individuals followed Jesus to the place where he was staying around four o'clock in the afternoon. This is around the time that they came and it was getting close to dark and these men were, were anxious to talk to Jesus and, and they spent the rest of the day, probably even that night, in His presence. But understand, they spent the rest of their lives in His service because their lives were changed. Because they found Jesus. Because Jesus said, come and see. And they took that invitation. And they trusted Christ and their lives were never the same. Understand that Andrew, the, these two disciples were Andrew and also John. John doesn't like to mention his name uh, when, he, when he writes in the book of John. Sometimes he'll, he'll list that, that he's the disciple whom Jesus loved. I don't know if he's trying to throw in some jabs there or what, but, but listen, John, it, this, is Pete, this is Andrew and John. And understand that Andrew, after he met Jesus that day, he then took the gospel into Greece and was crucified upside down for the cause of Christ. We know that ever since John met Jesus that day, he desired to stay close to Jesus as he lived. John the Baptist was known as the disciple whom Jesus loved. John laid his head on Jesus' chest at the, at the Last Supper. John was there when, he, when Jesus went before the high priest. John was the only disciple who went to Calvary. John was at the foot of Christ when he died on the cross. John was one of the first disciples to the tomb after Jesus' resurrection. John lived his life for Christ. He desired to stay close to Christ. And understand today, when you come to know Jesus, there should be a desire in your heart to stay close to Jesus Christ. He should, we should have that desire to get up in the morning and talk to Him and to read the Bible. We should have the desire to remain close in our relationship with Him. Why? Because of all that He's done for us. When these two disciples met Jesus, their lives were never the same. And that's what Jesus does. He changes our lives. You understand, John 
never got over the day that he met Jesus for himself. It's something that was fresh in his mind. He never got over it. Jesus saved him and he changed his life for all of eternity. You understand, when, when you come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, your life should change. It should. When you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you should have a love for Him. You should have a love for His Word. You should have a love for His church. You should have a love for His people. You should have a love to share your faith. Why? Because Jesus should change your life. Andrew and John, their lives were never the same. John desired to stay close to Jesus, but not only that, we see that they wanted to share Christ. Look at verse number 40. The Bible says this, One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first, he first, listen, he first, the very first thing he did after leaving the presence of Jesus, he first findeth his own brother Simon and saith unto him, we have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. As soon as these men met Jesus and they had their salvation was settled, they wanted to share him with others. That's the very first thing that he wanted to do. In fact, every time you read of, of Andrew and every time he appears in the book of John, he is bringing someone else to Jesus. In John chapter number six, Andrew is the one who brings the little boy with the five loaves and two fishes to Jesus. If you find in John chapter number 12, it's Andrew who brings a group of Greeks to make contact with Jesus. When Andrew met Jesus Christ, there was a burden that was created in his heart to tell others of who Jesus was. There was a desire in his heart. And understand when we know Jesus and if we truly have a relationship with him, we, he's too good to keep to ourselves. His love is too great for us not to tell others about his love. Church, it should be a desire of ours to tell others of who Jesus Christ is. understand if I never talked about my wife in conversation you begin to wonder why I have this on my finger are you even married I never even hear about your wife listen there's a lot to talk about teal she's watching on live stream today it's not it's not hard to talk about my wife why because I love my wife it's not hard to, for her to come up in conversation when I'm at the grocery store or, or, or if, I, if, I, if, if, I, if she's not hard to come up in conversation because I love her. But there are some Christians who know Jesus and have a relationship with him and they will go their whole entire lives here on this earth without mentioning him to anybody. There's something not right. Because if you have really experienced and you really know the love of Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, you can't help but tell others. 
And these two disciples, when they met Jesus and they knew who He was, they knew that He came to save them from their sin, they couldn't help but tell others. He ran to his brother Peter and said, Jesus is here, the Messiah, the one that is going to come and give His life, the one that is here to save us from our sin. He is here. He could not help but get it off his heart and get it off his mind and share it with others that Jesus was the answer. That Jesus was the life changer. And let me encourage you, church, if you truly have believed and you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, fall in love with Jesus and share Jesus with others every opportunity you get. Because it's not right if we just hold on to that truth. If we hoard Jesus, share Him with others. We're living in a world today where people are seeking answers. Amen? People are looking to fill that void within their heart. People are looking for peace. They're looking for hope. They're looking for the answer. And we know who they're looking for. They are looking for a relationship with Jesus Christ because we know that that is the only thing that can fulfill them. We know that is the only thing that can satisfy Jesus. Has Jesus changed your life? Amen? Let's desire to stay close to Him. Let's desire to tell others about Him. Because there's a lot of people in Panama City, Florida that don't know Jesus. And they need to know. They need to hear. Will we love them? Will we share Jesus with others? Let me say this today. If you're here today and you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, but you're just struggling in life, you're looking for hope, you're looking for things in your life, you might have a relationship with Him, but understand, when you decide to follow Jesus with your life, He will change your life forever. He will change it. He will give you that hope you need. He will give you that peace you need. He will give whatever you are looking for because He is the life changer. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information or to donate to this ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Have a great week.